0: I'm Maya. I'm Melissa. And I'm Olivia. And we're here to take you back to your Your twilight Twilight phase. phase. Happy New Year. Happy a new year. It's bad so far. (laughs) it's, It's bad. Not that much
1: happier yet, but you know what? We can only improve from here.
0: Right. I don't um, know if that's the case. I'm knocking on my own head because there's no wood around. I'll knock hey, on man, this particle I'll... board desk. Yeah. <laughs> um, I am currently in the mentality of, you know, manifest the positive things that yep. want to happen. Gotta stay positive. It's it's not working for some things, but <laughs> you do what you can. You get some wins, you know, it'll happen. Yeah. yeah. So, listeners, you're probably like, wow, I am so excited to hear their takes on Midnight Sun. (laughs) Ready to get back at it. You're not gonna. We're not gonna. So, just as the first week
1: of this year did not quite deliver what I expected, you know, I didn't really hit the ground running. This podcast is not going to hit the ground running. We're we're here. We're ready. We're hanging out. We're going to bring you content, and it's still not the next chapter
0: no. of you guys look i'm not even we record minute. on thursdays <laughs> and so there was an attempted coup on a wednesday so none of us read the book <laughs> actually that's not true i read this chapter like four weeks ago oh technically we all read it already when we, we read did? this book through the first time well that's true we all yeah, read this book point. in august <laughs> But yeah, Maybe. I didn't get my reread in. We came up with another kids.
1: idea that sounded more
0: fun to us. We're going to mix it up. So, first things first, we have <gasps> listener letters. A lot of you guys wrote That's in really. about Jesus. We loved it. Oh my I'm God. So I mean, I, I did pose a lot of questions. We had Jesus. a lot of questions.
1: <laughs> Our listeners had answers and also more questions. Yeah. Love that.
0: Oh, wait. Did, we, did anyone ever. whether or not I was like being really sacrilegious. You know, I don't think we got many complaints. That's cool. Yeah, nobody mentioned it. I'm just a genuinely curious person who thinks that Jesus probably became a vampire. So our listeners are also mostly just curious people. Dope, dope, dope. Adriana's subject line is, you can have some light sacrilege as a treat. (laughs) (laughs) That's kind of a comment on it. Okay. So I'm going to read from, from this email on the G. Oh, also, um, here's how you pronounce Adriana. I think I'm doing it right. So the first a you've got down, it just says its name. The second a is like, ah, okay. like a scream or like the a at the beginning of aunt. Oh, so that's Adriana. Adriana.
1: I've been saying Adriana. So I'm wrong. So it's Adriana. Adriana. It Adriana. Okay. It's funny
0: that she says that we've got it down. Cause that's the part I was doing. Adriana. Adriana. No, the- Adriana. No, the second no. A is like the A at the beginning of Anne of Green Gables.
1: Adriana.
0: Adriana. But
1: it's also all, like a scream.
0: Yeah, you know, like, Adriana, ah. you're Adriana. kind of misleading us with ah. that. Yeah, maybe that kind of scream. <laughs> Adriana. Okay, okay, I got it, I got it. <laughs> Adriana, yeah. But I love Anne of Green Gables, so great reference. Oh my god, same. Maya, we never watched the movie. Oh, we have to watch it. One time, our friend Talia was, like, reading the books for the first time. I was reading the books for the first time. Was it you? I remember this happening to Talia, where everyone kept stopping by her desk and going, are you reading Anne of Green Gables for the first time? And then someone would go, Talia's reading Anne of Green Gables for the first time. (laughs) And it was this, like, emotional wave that traveled through the office. I read it and I read it because I watched the show Anne with an E. Right. And I was Which like, I Ooh. do not like. Oh, well, I loved Anne with an E. And I was like, I'm gonna read the book. And I read the book and I loved it. And then Talia hopped on the same train. Okay. Great story. So from this email. <laughs> well, what I wanted to get from that was that we still have to watch the movie. Oh, we do. Um okay, so I'm gonna read from the email. On the Jesus vampire front, I think your idea of notable talents as a human attracting arrow might be the way it would have been. They would have turned him. Wasn't it three days for his resurrection too? That sounds similar to the venom length from Twilight. Mm -hmm. I feel kind of strange just writing that. On a real life note, we know Smyre included lots of like Mormon religious stuff in the books. Is that where she got the three days thing? Maybe. Maybe
1: subconsciously. Yeah. But Maya's boyfriend, Scott, made a very good point, which is that Okay, so if the resurrection 3 days thing is when he's becoming a vampire, it doesn't line up with when Jesus is doing miracles.
0: Yeah, Jesus it's was doing miracles the before
1: story. the 3 days thing. So, okay, well I
0: would argue that Bella was a witch before she became a vampire. Right. So I guess it works if we assume that
1: Jesus was a human who could do who had, had s- a special talent already. Yeah, and then additionally became a vampire and and got powers that we don't even know about
0: exactly became god right right? right, that's how that works right no but no No. (laughs) (laughs) okay so then we've got one from des uh subject line so the podcast long game was making a christmas cult all along (laughs) <laughs> which I enjoy the idea that we might have had a long game <laughs> that would have been a long long game a long game that wasn't just us so hanging here's out each thing. other more if I was gonna start a cult I wouldn't
1: tell you about it I would just get you in you know
0: no yeah, you I, I want it. no As if disgusting. I'm starting a cult I want everyone else is know ready to it. just enjoy invite it. everybody in. right yeah let's all that's all being my cult <laughs> um what are the benefits What do you
1: mean it's Christmas every day oh
0: yeah it's a Christmas cult filled with people who love Christmas I don't know is there health insurance their 401k matching you don't need it you live there you live there you're not allowed to
1: seek medical attention and you have all your needs provided for you in return for your lifelong loyalty and eternal work for them oh oh
0: my bad (laughs) I mean I don't know if I actually want that to be like the stipulations we'll workshop it (laughs) <laughs> have <to> workshop it <laughs> listeners write in and tell us about your ideal christmas cult please do so des makes a lot of great arguments in the pro jesus was a vampire column jesus was absolutely a vampire and i have evidence from the bible to back me up i oh love it he was dead for three days and came okay. back to life air quotes Literally, on air dead. quotes this was the transformation Two, got that down yep when he came back to life he was strong enough to roll the huge ass stone out of the way right definitely had that newborn strength happening right compelling compelling three the blood thing you got the that blood spot thing. On. the blood thing <laughs> the blood duh. duh then des goes on my hot take jesus was one of the wives i know steph actually gave them names in the illustrated guide and <laughs> life and death but just the first thing that popped into my head <laughs> I love like all the like biblical theorizing over whether or not Jesus ever got married. And then Des is like, oh yeah, Jesus got married to a vampire. <laughs> vampire.
1: Maybe Jesus was just hiding at that point. And at that stage in fact, even his life, was, you know, posing as a lady vampire to okay, be yell. Okay.
0: I know that this might not be related, and I'm pretty sure I've brought this up before. But at what point does Jesus become God? It's all the same.
1: It's not like he becomes God. Like God is the three things. God is the son, the father and the son and the Holy Ghost. They're all God, but they're also separate. You know, whole Trinity situation.
0: Yeah, it's it doesn't really track, but it I always is. It's just, just both at once. As yeah. far as I know. So I, he's again, both, no, you're right. It's both. So at he's once. his own father. Uh, kind yeah, I mean, of. Yeah, just, sorta. Just like,
1: don't think about it too hard
0: okay <laughs> it's because Jesus is the son of God from the start from right. the start and but Jesus as the son of God. God is also inherently God
1: he doesn't like transform but so who the son is the original the God. God
0: God God is the original God, God is the original God, God, God sent God. us Jesus and God say, sent us Jesus which is actually just him
1: because it's his son. So they are kind of the same.
0: So they're the same. It's God in human form is Jesus. All right. And then he ascends and goes back to, to being just God.
1: Mm-hmm. No, He's he just like, like sheds his entity. earthly form,
0: but like Jesus still exists. Here's but is also thing. still God. Yeah. I think that you're trying to impose a timeline. Yes. Whereas with like, god god is timeless like god is every time god's the past god's the future god's the present infinity like time is different when you're dealing with infinity so you can't try to impose a timeline and think about it too hard because it's just never going to work maybe this is like my inherent problem with organized religion
1: i think this is a time to bring in um a jewish
0: perspective on Was Jesus a vampire? That's right. This is the Jesus was not a vampire column. And you know what? More compelling arguments. I mean, I don't want to believe that Jesus wasn't a vampire. So I'm inclined to not fully believe whatever these reasons are, but I'll listen.
1: Okay. Well, Kay wrote in with some very compelling thoughts. Kay says, from my limited experience with Jesus.
0: Which hilarious (laughs) stuff. I've heard that he was Jewish. Or at least the historical figure was. Okay, I should- Wait, Okay, this. oh, here's, is, here is, I think, where I mostly- is the historical figure Jesus versus religious figure Jesus. Okay,
1: so this is interesting. So, th- this- uh, I skipped over the subject, fine.
0: Is Jesus a vampire?
1: A 17-year-old Jew weighs in. <laughs> so, here are K's so thoughts. And K's thoughts begin on the historical figure. Okay. Here's the thing. Jews can't consume blood. It isn't kosher. In Judaism, there are pretty strict laws on what you can and cannot eat called kashrut, In these laws, it is outlined specifically that the blood of a mammal or bird cannot be consumed. While to my knowledge, it isn't explicitly said that you can't consume human blood, uh, the fact that the law applies to kosher animals, animals that we are permitted to eat, leads me to think that no blood is permitted to be eaten or consumed as food. As entertaining as the thought is, because of the above, I'm going to have to say that Jesus, a historical figure, was probably not a vampire. Uh, Sorry to ruin the fun, K. My favorite part is the note at the end, which says, I am not a rabbi and did not consult my rabbi about the contents of this email. While my rabbi is usually more than happy to discuss aspects of Judaism, I
0: did not want to
1: ask him about Jewish vampires.
0: So cool. Okay, but weren't we saying that like Jesus' historical figure starts out human, maybe a witchy human like Bella, and then becomes a vampire? And also Jewish. See, Right. right. So my
1: thoughts are if historical jesus was jewish and he did not consume blood because he was kosher but then tried it it was like <laughs> oh <laughs> like clearly <tried> like, it. <laughs> like ascended jesus is no longer jewish like then he's the messiah or whatever and he's not jewish anymore because he's god the christian
0: god so i think what would happen is it would be like edward's god complex where Ooh, yeah, historical Jesus would get turned and then would be like, but I am I God. Am God. <laughs> and, and I then drink it got blood, Mishkins so you should through. all drink
1: blood. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus is the one telling us to drink blood. So I
0: think he's been converted off the of kosher. Wow. But, right, but historical figure, I agree. Historical figure Jesus was human and just maybe right. had extra abilities, but definitely became a vampire. Well, historical figure Jesus definitely was human I do want to put that out there <laughs> <laughs> like historical figure Jesus is not just like God <laughs> that's you know like the religious okay. Jesus and like maybe Depends there's
1: overlap
0: yeah but depending know, on your beliefs but I'm just saying that the historical Jesus figure was a human. wasn't a vampire the whole time I mean, I agree
1: in in the, in the fiction that we have invented together, that we have, that we have co-created. I agree with
0: that. Right. Historical
1: figure, Jesus at one point was not a vampire and then became a vampire. And I think he was Jewish. And then he was like, screw it, whatever. Who needs to stay kosher when I'm inventing a new religion? And then he convinced all the Catholics to start drinking (laughs) blood with him on his behalf.
0: I want to find that in the Bible. Screw it. (laughs) Well, speaking of making up or invented belief systems, it's time to come back to cults. We have an amazing email from our friend Mimi. Uh, This is a reply to a previous email. So it's got the all-star subject line, motherfucking Dracula. (laughs) Just love that that came back. So this is a great email, but I'm just going to read part of it. On a different note, you guys talked slash asked about cults, and I was actually raised in one. Thank you, Woo! Mimi. Thank you for writing in Thank on this read. subject. <laughs> who of <laughs> I want to hear from. <laughs> it's reached the weird gray area between cult and religion simply because it's been around for so long, and our charismatic leader is long dead. It's Christian science. The weirdest part about it, at least for I me, know. was realizing how tangled up in it literally every part of my life was. Mm-hmm. Not only had I never been to a doctor, but I was getting scholarship funding through the church. The only jobs I'd ever worked when I graduated high school were through the church. and Basically, all of my closest friends were people I knew through Christian science, but I'd never noticed until I started trying to get away. Cults are freaky. So freaky. 10 out of 10 would not join another cult, at least <laughs> until I make it out of the one I'm currently in. Oh, you're not out me, yet. Me. You're doing great, Mimi. Yeah, best of Let us life. help you. Can we, you're doing great. What can we, how would we help? How can we You help? know what, Mimi?
1: It sounds like you're very far along. Like you've already recognized the effect that it's having on your life and you're just like working on the details here.
0: Yeah, you're doing great. Right, right. You're doing As great. for how we can help Mimi and I have been corresponding about publishing advice. Mimi, I'm going to write you back, don't worry. <laughs> but if you need but something also else, I let I want to say that I think my Christmas cult would be, you know, really great. I think everyone who starts a cult thinks that it's gonna be great. That's the point of cults. Everybody who founds
1: a cult thinks that they have great things to contribute to the world. That's how it becomes a cult.
0: Cool. So I'm doing it right. Yep. (laughs) We have more, but
1: I think that's all
0: we have time for today because
1: we want to get to the all-important content of reading tarot cards. (laughs) So (laughs) tarot. If you guys don't know, um I only got into tarot a few years ago. So tarot cards are very like really pretty ancient tool. Um, Sometimes
0: called the tarot. The tarot. Um, I think that sounds awkward, but it is a thing.
1: It's a set of 78 cards. There are four suits and then another set of like archetypes. And I personally use them as a way to like try to think about my life in new ways. Right. Um, some sort people use them as like a divining for. tool. I don't really use yeah. them to tell the future, but thingsies. I feel like it helps you look at things from. A I new view
0: way. it as therapy tools. Um, I see it similarly. Like to me, it's very similar to astrology, even though I'm not into astrology at all. Either. Which is like, I I don't think that where the planets are when you're born has much to do with anything. I know Melissa disagrees, but, like, it's just <laughs> I don't think it's got anything to do with anything. But I think that these, like, frameworks that people have put on it uh, help you, like, decode how you feel about things in your life. Right. So you can, like, look at your chart and you can look at your horoscope. And just use it as like a springboard to think about what you're going through. Right. It's just like self-evaluation using a whole bunch of different tools. And, you know, I totally support everyone, you know, like really dissecting themselves. Yeah. You know, like if you pull, I don't know, the tower and you're like, oh man, F. F. Uh, this is going to be bad. You can be like, okay, but like, what are some of like the positive readings of the tower? And you can find like positive aspects of the bad thing that you're going through. Find a way to look on the bright side. There's, or I always find like, cool. I, it'll
1: be like, oh, well, what do I think that is in my life? And then I assign a right. meaning to like, well, the thing that I think is falling apart and is totally on fire is this part of my life. And then right. it's like, oh, that's how I feel about that. Okay, right. I guess that's not going well.
0: Right. What so like, I, doing? I do think that a lot of people are like, oh, well, you pull a card and you, it's just whatever you want it to mean. And I'm like, yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's the whole point is, you know, you assign your own meaning to the cards and they help you look at different aspects of your life in different ways that hopefully you weren't previously thinking of. But right, like the cards aren't like divining anything. They don't all mean something completely separate to each situation they have like inherent meanings like almost any deck you're gonna get is gonna come with like a little guidebook that's gonna help you decode the cards but you're really like reading the meaning in the cards through your own lens that you're bringing to it so it might you might like read in it like it means like happy relationship and growth and whatever but like just because it says that you're gonna bring your own thing to it so we're talking very um,
1: authoritatively. We're also yes. like amateurs.
0: All three of us practice tarot. Um, as amateurs. As amateurs. <laughs> Unless one of you guys wants to pay me, in which case oh, I'll yeah, go for like,
1: throw. throw at me,
0: hey. So um,
1: we've never done this before, but I think that we should do a collective reading for all of us, for our listeners for whoever's like in our vibe, in the podcast, fam. Dope, dope, dope. And we're going to do a reading for the, this year? New Year spread? What kind of, what kind of spread are you thinking? Mm, I did see some New Year spreads that were like 2020, liminal space, 2021. Yeah, yeah. Okay, let's do that. Or we could do something that's like, what to leave behind, what to take.
0: Right. Yeah, I like that. What if we did like, what to leave behind, what to reflect on what to take okay yeah
1: okay so we're gonna do the way that you pull tarot cards is that you have a spread in mind which is just a sort of formation of the cards and each position of the cards means something so we just decided that we're gonna do one where the first we're gonna pull three cards um one of them will be what we should all leave behind in 2020 the second one will be what to reflect on and the third one is what to take with us into 2021 Okay, who wants to pull the first card? I didn't what show. to leave behind?
0: I can do that one. Okay. Um, I'll do what to reflect upon for the year. Okay. Or maybe I'll phrase it as like insight into transition, you know? Cool. Okay. I'm thinking about our Twilight Phase listeners. Hey cards, what do you want to tell us? What am I leaving behind in twenty twenty? Yeah, you like shuffle them, just like holding the intention in your heart. So listeners, I'm just holding a lot of love for you guys, hoping that I pull a card that will give you something interesting and useful to think about. And then whenever you feel done, there's no like right way to do it. But just when you feel ready, you pull your card. So do we all want to pull together or do we want Melissa to go? Then yeah. I'll go. Then Olivia will go. Yeah, let's do that. Okay. Okay. Okay, so what we're leaving behind in 2020 is mm, Daughter of Pentacles or Page of Pentacles. Let's pull them all and then dig in. Okay. Thoughts on transition for the year as we move into a new year. What's helpful for us to think about? The Two of Cups. Oh,
1: right. Okay, and bringing into... 2021 what we look to embody is the two of pentacles wow a lot of twos a lot of twos okay we'll start with the first one can you describe your what your card looks like first yes
0: so i use the wild unknown tarot deck it's pretty popular so a lot of you if you are familiar with tarot probably know this deck i got it for my mama for christmas (laughs) yay it's a great deck um its primary focus is, is animals and objects. Um, and it's like very artsy, and illustrator did it. So it's like very pretty. Um, but the Daughter of Pentacles, in this deck, the court cards are, are fa- familiar family oriented. So son, daughter, mother, father. But a lot of other decks go with a traditional page, knight, queen, king. Um, but this card has a deer on it. In my deck, the Pentacles fam are deer. Um, That's a, like a young female deer. Oh, yeah. It's like a, a young doe. I'm getting a Bambi vibe. <gasps> I know. <laughs> Which, I mean, listeners, this is what tarot is. You know, you bring your lens, and right. I'm bringing the lens of the Twilight Phase, and I'm exactly. seeing Bambi. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and so she has a rainbow over her yeah she does have a little rainbow honestly like as a card to leave behind um it's interesting because generally the core cards they're just they either are people in your lives or they're specific traits that you can or cannot like take on you know they're not really like
1: energy energies
0: energies or, Mm -hmm. or events but um so in tarot, there are four suits. There's the cups, the wands, the pentacles, and the swords. And the pentacle suit is like the earthy of the ground suit. So the daughter, or page, is the youngest of the court cards of the four. Um, So this is the sort of youngest embodiment of the pentacle's suit. And I can read what my guidebook says about it but the daughter of Pentacles is responsible, kind, and supportive. You'll usually find the daughter of Pentacles behind the scenes rather than out in the spotlight. Though quite shy, she's extremely hardworking and responsible. She handles details and logistics well. People depend on her. She has vast amounts of inner strength. Like all of the Pentacles family, the daughter thrives when in nature.
1: This is super interesting. I know that this would be going out of order, but this speaks so much to my card. Right. That I almost want to like compare our two cards first. Yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah, do it. Cause I'm definitely having trouble understanding how that card fits into, you know, the structure of like 2020. leaving behind yeah, 2020. Right. I have so. an idea, but yeah, let me hear let me hear your guys's.
1: Okay. Well, the future 2021 card is mm-hmm. the two of pentacles. Mm-hmm. The deck I'm using is called The Way Home. It's by Bakara Wintner and Autumn Wayhurst. And the two of pentacles has a snake in the shape of an infinity sign. It's kind of wrapped around itself along one, you know, head to tail, so that it creates an infinity sign. And inside each spot is an egg with a little snake being born. And the eggs have stars on them to represent the pentacles. So this is the same suit as Melissa's. It's also pentacles. And the two of pentacles I associate with like very practical things also. It sounded very similar to the page of pentacles in that the two of pentacles speaks to balancing your everyday responsibilities, kind of holding a lot of balls in the air um, and taking care of practical necessities. Sort of like, I think of this card as adulting.
0: (laughs) Right. And it is interesting that this is, so all the, the suits start at, ace or one and then you know they go up numerically so like the two of pentacles is technically also you know the early men, right it's early but like not baby yet and the right. page of pentacles is kind of considered you know a little naive baby mm-hmm. so like could speak to some growth in the, the progress is slow of, right it's a, it's a slow progress and lol we've <laughs> already realized that as we are in our first week of 2021 um that things don't just like change automatically but we're slowly growing within our pentacle earthly suit which Mm. is something it 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 does bring me you know a little bit of hope going forward like all right we're growing holler let's go i think Um. i'm feeling a little bit of a disconnect because Mm -hmm. my book for the page of pentacles yeah amongst other things says like drive determination it's time to focus and commit to that thing you've been daydreaming about. Start taking mm-hmm. concrete steps to bring that magic into the world. Mm-hmm. And in the in the what we're leaving behind slot, like I think of the Page of Pentacles as such like a positive card. And I think of 2020 mm, as so right. shitty. <laughs> but I'm well, really having trouble. I would argue that we're not necessarily leaving behind positive aspects of any card, but so much as... Maybe in 2020, we were a lot more focused on being more responsible and hardworking details and logistics, you know, having people depend on us. Oh, I'm making forward. a connection. <laughs> Listen, sometimes you just make a connection. It also right. writes about like rising to the occasion. And 2020 really called us to rise to the occasion. Exactly. Time. We had to roll with the punches a lot. And so maybe it's kind of like, you did it. And it's not right. saying you don't need to do that more in the no, future, exactly. but it's like the single-minded focus to survive will not be like the overwhelming focus. Right, you're 1. leaving behind yeah. that sort of focus and energy, which, you know, has its pros and its cons. But like, you know, what you're leaving behind is not an inherently a bad thing to leave behind. It's just something that you no longer use going forward. And then as we're going forward, my book, says for the two of pentacles that you know it's good to be adaptable and flexible so it's like restarting earlier on in the pentacles like look you rose to the occasion that sucked stay flowy keep it going (laughs) but like you're hopefully it's going to be more in sync this year
1: but i think also it is a you know having such similar energies right does kind of speak to like Everything doesn't just change all at once right. because it's a new year. Like we still have adulting to do, and we're still and actually it's still going Pentacles to need adulting <laughs> some similar energies in order to get things done. Right.
0: I think it's a good time to bring in yes the yes. card that I drew. So yeah, the Pentacles are very practical. Um, the Cups, less so. You no, know? <laughs> Cups in my understanding, more about the feelings. Mm-hmm. more more about the heart olivia and melissa know more about tarot than i do but I mean, when i see the cups i'm typically like oh it's kind of like me i feel, I feel <laughs> personally oh a yeah you're definitely stars. a water suit Maya. you're a pisces <laughs> you're water all up in here so what the card looks like it's two women facing each other on the beach oh sorry I oh use yeah what's modern, your modern the modern witch tarot deck That's by also, lisa sterl i love also that. a good deck. Deck. Yeah. It's a great deck. It's all like women on the on the cards, and they're very diverse. And I really like the illustration style. It, it feels a lot like the Rider weight classic tarot deck, but modernized. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. yeah, so it's not just a whole bunch of like white people and white dudes. Yeah, and the a lot of tarot decks will have like symbology, and the Rider weight is kind of like easy to read the symbols. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's since it's based on that it's kind of nice right because you can look at the card and just like the way you feel is the right. first part of the, the vibe reading without get. knowing anything at all yeah so the vibe's very positive it's two women on the beach who doesn't like the beach it's like a I blue really like women behind it. them <laughs> and they're each holding an absolutely massive cup that is like, <laughs> the size of their torso <laughs> it's just ginormous Uh, and they're kind of holding the cups out towards each other almost as if they're going to exchange them um, which you know instinctually makes me think about like friendship sharing like support good times so here's here's what the book says there's a super amazing spectacular person in your life or there's about to be you love being in their company so much. Each time you're together, feels like a party and your heart is just bursting full of love for them. Get drunk on love. Enjoy them beside you and let them fill your cup. Listeners. Okay. okay. So thinking about like our Pentacles cards that we pulled and this theme of like growth and how not everything is going to change. And then this card was about like, what do we reflect on in this moment of transition? Mm-hmm. To me, it just says to be grateful for the wonderful people that we have. And since we drew this specifically in the context of Twilight Phase, like grateful for each other and our listeners and our little community, you know? Cause 2020 really did suck. And doing the podcast was one of the things that like consistently mm-hmm. brought me joy and was a real bright spot in my life. And I think it's just kind of like, hey. You've got things to like make you really happy and just like hang on to that, celebrate it. Very much people. Yeah. You're you're good individual. Let them carry you. Connect with your people. Like lean on each other. I mean, I, I also add that this past year I was getting the Two of Cups a lot in my own personal readings. And it is really easy to be like, oh, the the two of cups means like a new relationship and LOL, I dated no one and didn't want (laughs) to date anyone. So like, there's also kind of an interpretation of like, look at yourself as if, you know, it's this person who you're in love with, you know, like you just listened to Lizzo's soulmate today. Uh, Very close that song yes exactly so just like appreciate that you made it through 2020 and you know what you did great unless you're a nazi then you didn't then but, you didn't do great but, but we're, like, all yeah, we're all here together we're all here together we did it listeners if you don't know the lyric it's i'm my own soulmate exactly and i'm gonna love me nobody's gonna bring me down and it's like hell yeah oh yeah love yourself So that's that's nice.
1: I'm sort of surprised
0: that this
1: reading was pretty like it was about the mundane parts of life. You know, like 2020 in so many ways felt like catastrophic and large and humongous and historic, and it It was like
0: major
1: shit. Right, but also the day to day continued. We also continued to have lives and have jobs and make this podcast together, and commune with our listeners and like also that's that's the life also
0: yesterday during the freaking coup attempt there i was just writing emails <laughs> right exactly it's very I was rude. talking on the phone with people and we're like oh yeah we're really distracted as we watch the news but also did you I get need a that thing did you get that thing yet <laughs>
1: <laughs> I know you this know this morning we were we were like um how do we start emails today i'm not I'm not really sure how to start emails anymore.
0: Like the world's wild anyway. (laughs) Um, I loved like the the spread that I got. Like some of them were like, I hope you're doing well in this difficult time. And some were like, Happy New Year. Right, you really see how people deal with like, you know, these things that keep coming up. Like, they either completely ignore them or it's all they can focus on. Right. It's very evident when you're emailing someone. I was mostly ignoring it.
1: I was like, oh, i will like, I'll sit down to write an email, start to construct it. It becomes three sentences and I abort mission and just start it like normal and pretend (laughs) I'm. No, I'm
0: just like, Mm, this email doesn't know that the world's falling apart so i don't either <laughs> um i think it would be fun if we did like a twilight tarot reading let's each pull one card for somebody
1: in midnight sun okay somebody and let's mid- try
0: to pick like a moment in midnight sun so that okay, we got well, i automatically want to pull for of Bella's friends and how Jessica is supposed to be awful, but actually Jessica is a good friend and Bella's a bad friend. Can I pull about that? So you're gonna pull for for the you, situation or for Jessica? Both. Okay, sure. You know, I got I got to think about the injustice that Jessica has gone through. I think I want to pull for Rosalie. I was Rosalie was my se- was my second go to. Rosalie, know the people who got shafted in Midnight Select. <laughs> yeah you know she's essentially a minor character like if you add up everything that she says very it, little yeah it's not going to be that much and i just want to i let's get let's give her a voice well
1: that's hilarious because i was just
0: going to pull for edward perfect. <laughs> okay. yeah
1: that's perfect right where we are like bella has just figured out that he's a vampire and he's in turmoil
0: yeah, I'm uh, going to come from same. like Rosalie. Edward has just like figured out why Rosalie is so upset about Bella and she's feeling very ashamed and kind of embarrassed about that. Right, and at this point, um, we're supposed to assume that Jessica thinks that Bella thinks that Jessica is a cow or whatever <laughs> while we tra- try on prom dresses. And actually it's surprising that she cared about Bella when she went like missing. And you know what, whatever. I refuse to believe that
1: what did the card say
0: so i'm pulling one card for the truth of jessica i love it and it is okay jessica's truth ace of cups bitches oh for some reason i was imagining you pulling it and instead of being an image the card just said no she does suck (laughs) that would be a funny sketch someone should write that bella sucks Okay so right so we've talked about the cups it's a suit of emotions and this is the ace as we talked about we already got the two of cups earlier so like this is just the leading up to it and just you know it's love's beginnings yo. Jessica is naive but she is.
1: it doesn't mean that she's stupid. No. Correct great point.
0: So anyway this card is just like about the beginnings of exciting things like love. So choosing love, choosing yourself, loving yourself, which is something I think Jessica could do with. is love yeah. for sure. I do think she puts a lot of stock into relationships and whether right, she's not, looking for love, right? She's looking for it in the wrong places. I would say because she's naive. Exactly. But she's not a bad person. And in stupid. fact, she tries to be Bella's friend. Bella is the one who can't handle it so I rest my case what I like about this was that it was kind of what I expected which is um the card could have said anything at it all. could have said anything I would have come to the same conclusion
1: yeah you're right because I was gonna say well, like maybe right before you pulled it I was like ooh, maybe she'll pull like the three of swords which is like I thought, I literally but then I was that. like no, nah, then
0: that would just be about how everybody else has been free. Right, exactly. <laughs> Everyone stabbed her in the back. It's the beauty of the cards is they give you what you need when, like, you don't not necessarily always know what you need want. it. It's yeah. not always what you want. Yeah. Go ahead, Maya. Okay, I'm really trying Going to, like, like, feel, like, the embarrassment and the shame and, like, the anger and, like, thinking about, like, you know, just... Just what, what is she thinking this moment? Wow, what so a cup. I'm going to pull from the middle of the deck for some reason. Whoa. So it's the devil. <gasps> oh, shit. Um, this is like a very visually powerful card. Um, it's a black background. And the main figure is the devil. He's got like the body of a man, the legs of like a goat the head of a goat with like horns, um,
1: yeah.
0: a pentacle with like the point facing down on his forehead and coming out of his back, the wings of a bat.
1: Wow.
0: And in one hand, he's holding like a flaming torch and in front of him are two naked women, but you, you see the butts, they're butt naked, um, <laughs> but they're facing him and they have horns coming out of their heads and they're connected by a chain and there's like fire by their feet. Wow. So
1: okay, this very... actually makes perfect sense to me. This makes a
0: lot like, of sense. Yeah. Okay. The this is the first- Do you want to like say your interpretation before I read it?
1: Yeah, sure. This is the first major arcana card that we have pulled, which I alluded to when I said that our spread before was pretty like mundane, normal, everyday stuff. Um, and the major arcana are the extra cards that are more- focused on like major life transitions and really major energies that go in a totally separate progression separate from the four suits um the devil is a very intense major arcana card a lot
0: of people are afraid of this card
1: yeah it's about those really deep-seated fears and issues that we must grapple with inside of ourselves sometimes it's about like addictions or bad habits and patterns
0: right usually this card has like it carries the urgent message of like look at your life what are the negative factors in it and you know like it's time for you to sort of shed those things recognize them and shed them because they are not serving you in any positive way
1: like, what is the devil goat man that has you buy a chain because you are a slave to your fears or like whatever the thing is?
0: Exactly. And so, like, they don't have to be anything like, you know, addiction. They right. can it just have be to like be literally that. Right. But they could be like, what are the self defeating patterns that you right. continue to like buy into? You know, mm-hmm. like, it can be as metaphorical or as literal you know, as you need it to be. But like right. the whole point of the card is to be like there, there is something. And you're either not thinking about it or pretending it's not there, but actually you need to acknowledge this and now work to move from it. Can you guys hear that loud as hell vacuum? Nope okay, cool. No. So I'm gonna read from the book. it a habits. little bit.
1: <laughs> Maybe a little now that you're talking. A little bit. <laughs>
0: yeah just whatever it doesn't matter my upstairs neighbors love to vacuum. why do they vacuum so much <laughs> they love it so much i don't know i don't know what they're doing up i guess i end. should be vacuuming they're more. tracking in all the I dirt can... yeah i, I d- should definitely be vacuuming more but multiple times a week is too That's many times vacuuming. okay what? go ahead like anyway okay it's just so so loud okay unhealthy habits and desires can consume and control us The devil has tempted and captured us with their false promises of wealth, power, and pleasure. The upside-down pentacle, symbol of dark magic, adorns their forehead. The devil has skillfully misled us into their intoxicating realm. Money, sex, power, status, pleasure. You've become obsessed with superficial and fleeting desires, and Mm. it's led you down an unhealthy path. You might feel guilt and shame as you let these impulses Mm. control you, and you might hurt yourself or those around you through your selfishness. Face the hard truth. Take the steps necessary to break your chains and seek help if you need to. This Doesn't is that oh speak to Rosalie? Like, Doesn't it's it just? Her exactly. <laughs> and but, it's but, honestly what I wanted from Midnight Sun was kind of a look at how Rosalie does do those things, but also she does have her own personal journey of moving from that. Right. Like she has a devil. Right. And
1: it's vanity, but it's not like her only...
0: It's not personality training. It's not her, it's not it's her, not her whole identity. life. Yeah. And what I love about this is that whenever there's a character like Stephanie doesn't like that much, they're just presented as like a bad person through mm. and through. Right. But this is like the devil has control over you. Like you are shackled to the devil, but that's independent of who you
1: are as a person and we can always deal with it.
0: Yeah. Right. Like Yeah, she is obsessed with a lot of superficial stuff. She does feel guilt and shame that that affects her behavior. She does. She does hurt the people around her. Yeah. And the fact that she feels the guilt and the shame, to me, says that that's not, like, who she is as a person. Exactly. She doesn't want to hurt. But that's how Stephanie presents it. Like, that's Rosalie. She's a shallow pond. (laughs) I feel like the devil card... Being pulled for Rosalie calls us to see beyond her devil and look mm-hmm. at like her fuller self mm-hmm. and imagine like, what she could be like without If Jackers. she grappled with her devil. Yeah, exactly. Which I guess wow. is kind of what we get in Breaking Dawn, which fair enough is my least favorite book in the saga. But that is when we see Rosalie, you know put somebody Ooh, in front I don't remember of it at all so I'm excited for that it's like only because it's a baby oh yeah we'll, whole, we'll get we'll get whole, to it whatever yeah the whole mother thing whatever we I'm not saying that she like gets <laughs> to the end of her journey like, <laughs> but we see progress on it okay I love that I love that tell us about Edward no it's awful um
1: okay so I'm gonna pull for Edward at the point in midnight sun where we have been stalled which is as he's realizing that bella knows that he's a vampire he doesn't know what to do about it he's very scared he doesn't know if he should well he's kind of given up on lying he's still sort of
0: figured it out okay what if he kept lying when she did he was just like no i'm not a vampire good guess though
1: so. <laughs> okay. the card that i have i'm pulling for Edward is. The Son of Wands. G.
0: The okay. fact that's the son of anything when Edward is like so deep Fairy, in the sun. Very Edward energy. Oh my god. god. So the Son of Wands. Melissa
1: talked to us about the court cards. So they go in a progression. This deck also does daughter, son, mother, father. Um, so the sun is the second one. It's a masculine energy. We haven't talked about wands yet. Wands are the suit of, like, fiery energy, creativity, passion, passion, energy. I sort of associate them with work in a way also, but, like, in a less hmm, practical way, more of, like, a creative, fee doing things way. I'm
0: going to pull my
1: guidebook to read from my guidebook about the Son of Wands. Right,
0: I have I have a lot of my own personal associations with the Son of Wands. you want to go first? I mean... Generally, when it's come up in my life, it's like, you know, a very sort of enigmatic, like, man who is very charming, maybe handsome. He's just someone who, like, really pulls you in, but you have to be aware of the fact that that might be a facade, a mask that he puts on, which is definitely how Edward views himself anyway. Um, I mean,
1: that's, that's pretty much it. So I use um, Bakara Wintner's guidebook. And yes. she has little nicknames for all of these cards, <laughs> And so is Wons. that the
0: WTF is Tara one? Yeah. Yes, this is I love the that one. one. It's, it's, it's such a
1: good part. book. Um, her nickname for the Sun of Wons is the fuck it's boy. The fuck boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he's like hot. I mean, Melissa already said he's hot and charming. This guy us- utilizes his considerable charms and intuition to be an asshole. Possessing a chameleon-like quality to blend into his environment, he adjusts his behavior accordingly. He is not showing you himself. He is anticipating what you want and reflecting it back Mm. to you. Romantic involvement with him is a death witch.
0: Hilarious. (laughs) It (laughs) literally is a literal. Wow. He wants to die so bad.
1: (laughs) The struggle of the son of wands is that he doesn't know who he is. And that is a lonely place to be. He is a fear that vulnerability being honest about his uncertainty or allowing true intimacy would bring rejection. Ugh.
0: That's, this that's is just so like Edward. I don't so need to describe Edward. to you how this is about Edward. This is right. And he really thinks he's bamboozling everyone, you know, where he's like, You fell for my vampire charms. How dare you? <laughs> and he's so intentional about his charms, you know, right? Like, right? He uses, he them, uses them very, very intentionally and
1: manipulatively. And he's not like, really great at it but right like, but then he's mad from, at you
0: when you fall for it
1: right and from Belle's perspective I guess he does charm her so I guess they do work
0: right he's I think not his aware. looks do most of the work like when he's like charm right. just like charming people out in the world his looks do most of the work right right like we don't see him need to use like flattery or anything like that that much but like we we I see mean, he the wheels turning it, yeah the thing that speaks to me
1: the most is that it stems from his vulnerability. Like, it's not oh genuine God. charm and connection. It's
0: He doesn't charm really know who he is. To hide,
1: right, his lack of self-understanding.
0: His identity crisis is like the whole thing of Midnight Sun. Right. That just makes me think about Esme and how she's always talking about how he's, like, the best of them and so wonderful and so pure and good and- it makes me feel like the card is calling us to see beyond the artificial charms, exactly, and beyond the vulnerability to just like who he is as a person, and maybe we can see some of that goodness that Esme sees. Right. Right.
1: I did not describe how this card looks in my deck. Um, all of the core cards are silhouettes of people, and then the in like the silhouette of the person has stuff going on in it, um, and the Son of Wands has a volcano inside of him
0: like actively like Like an erupting yeah
1: an erupting volcano
0: that's the word for it (laughs) right definitely in my experience the son of wands while does have his own kernel of you know goodness to work on he needs to work on himself he's definitely in progress
1: which edward certainly is
0: i also love that you drew that card in this specific moment in the book that we're thinking about when he's like (laughs) truly on fire inside yeah <laughs> <But he's> exploding. <laughs> and he's like shoot baby i gotta be honest with this person maybe maybe that's a good idea all right i think that was a very successful
1: tarot reading
0: yeah 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 especially like the rosalie and edward ones were right on the money oh yeah like in a way where it's like, oh, okay, that means that the Jess one was also right on the money. I think it was. I think the Jess one yeah. was great. I just think the Rosalie and Edward readings, like every single point, I was like, yup, 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 yup. The uh, Jess one, I was like, I'm convinced. You got it. I believe you completely.
1: What a joy! Thanks for love tarot. <laughs> Thanks for showing up and listening to us do tarot and for yeah, Twilight. If you're still and listening Twilight
0: to us, like we love callers. you. Guys. We love you. You guys are the um,
1: best. We promise that the next episode that we do actually will be reading Midnight Sun.
0: It's true. That is going to happen. I'm not going to make be- that promise, but you guys, I'm going to make that pro- promise. <laughs> <laughs> but we will be doing more tarot episodes for sure, um, unless this one like you completely hated it. falls flat, to you guys. Let us know. I mean, yeah. yeah Let us know <laughs> what you think. Uh, maybe if you're new to tarot maybe like got a deck for you know the holidays or something do a reading for yourself and just like tell us about your journey you know be Love like it. oh I feel like it was spot on or like mm, I don't know what I'm doing but I had fun I don't know I'm just interested to hear how it goes for you guys yeah maybe I mean I do feel like we'll do more but maybe there'll be as like patreon bonus episodes mm. so if you uh enjoyed this it might be a good time to skadoodle on over to our patreon i don't know who said that it's interesting
1: (laughs) maya pretty much covered most of our credits here right (laughs) email us with questions and comments about tarot at twilightface podcast at gmail.com as previously mentioned go to our patreon because it's cool and thank you to our current patrons jillian melina bridget eric samantha aaron josh karen ed and bailey
0: thanks guys follow us
1: Follow us, even though we're really bad at social media oh my at God, twilight we're underscore phase so on Twitter and Instagram and twilight phase podcast on Tumblr. Disclaimer, we know nothing Twilight universe and all characters belong only to Stephanie Meyer. Also, please don't sue us for any of the advice that we give you when we right. audio yes. editing by Olivia Valcarce cover image by Laura Shermer. Our theme music is written and performed by Adrian Morning.
0: We'll be back next week. That's a promise. <laughs> and if you don't uh-huh. like it, you can bite me. I'm saying we're definitely gonna be back next week. I'm not promising that we're talking about Midnight Sun. I was gonna say the other
1: way around, that we <laughs> promised that it'll be about Midnight Sun, but we ain't saying that it's next
0: week. <laughs> I'm pretty confident.